Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention pro athletes. Want to secure your financial legacy and thrive off the field? Oak Bridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, is your dedicated financial planning ally. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Dallas Cowboys' Tyler Biotish. He says, Chris set goals financially and has been incredibly impactful in my journey in the NFL. Experience our customized, comprehensive approach, trusted by top NFL players. Don't leave your financial success to chance. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anaceti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And let Oakbridge Wealth Management guide you across the goal line. Welcome back to the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag and our friends over at Oak Bridge Wealth Management. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how are we doing today? Every day talking to you is a good day, Matt Perkins. Feels like a holiday, although not a lot of good is going on in the world, and especially not for the Badgers, it seems like. No, there is a lot going on everywhere. I'm wearing black. I'm in mourning. I'm in mourning for a lot of things right now. Uh, One of them being, I think, a lot of folks' uh, optimism about the season and maybe the shine wearing off. Uh, and, and feeling like this was a pretty tough loss that we witnessed on Saturday. You witnessed in person. It was it was just not great, Burn. It's not great. But you know what it is great being here with you, like you said. Before we get into talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly, like we always do here on Monday Morning Fullback, got to remind everyone that we are presented by betonline.ag. They continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at Bet Online. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet Online, where the game starts. We are going to start here, Bernie. Uh, 15 minutes on the clock. Good, the bad, and the ugly. I guess if there's any good from this game, it's that it's over. Um, <laughs> I don't that's know. That's kind, of, that's kind of where I'm at right now because, Bernie, I did not see any positives from this one. I mean, I, I, I know I'm going to give you one and you're going to say, well, that Iowa stinks. And that's true. But we still held them to 15 points. I have to see a positive there. Yes, their offense is god-awful. There's a lot of other things going on. But we did our job in that respect, right? We set up they stink. Listen, we're in a tough, we're in a tough year. Everyone thinks we should be, you know, eleven and one, maybe losing to Ohio State, but we've had this conversation that things are gonna take time. Listen, I was one of those guys too. So like now watching, you really have to take a step back and say, where are we as a program? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not doom and gloom. It's more of we have to figure out a lot of things. And I Mm -hmm. think the coaches, okay, we'll we'll go into it, but the coaches, the players, everyone has to figure out what's going on in this. Let's go into it. Let's go into it because 
I think that there's a lot of stuff that they have to figure out. And now it's going to be more difficult to figure out with the up in the air status of Tanner Mordecai. Well, up in the air. I mean, he broke his hand and he had surgery on Sunday. He can't play. Yeah. And so now it's. Braden Locke was getting killed, by the way. He was getting killed out there. The there was a lot of issues. There was a lot of issues that we can get into with the offense. Uh, talking about the, you know, we usually talk the good, the bad, the ugly. The good's gone. We're, we're done talking about the good. Because it's time <laughs> to get to the bad, and it's time to get to the ugly. The bad is Tanner Mordecai's injury to me. That's the number one bad. I think um, that's the worst. Yeah, I think it's bad. But I also think that at least... You know, Braden showed a lot in the spring game this year. He was, in many ways, the offensive MVP of the spring game. And so we have seen him at least kind of do it against collegiate competition in somewhat of a, uh, you know, a, a bigger light. Now, obviously, that's nothing compared to what he's going to see on any Saturday in the Big Ten. Uh, no matter who you're playing, it's still it doesn't mean nothing. Secondly, I think that the injury to Tanner Mordecai is, you know, especially if they're not going to be competing for a, you know, a, a big 10 West title, it's going to be tough. They're guaranteed to have pretty much have two losses. Now. I don't see any way this team is beating Ohio state in a couple of weeks. I mean, stranger things have happened. We all know that, mm-hmm. but it, the struggles of the offense are, are real. Mm-hmm. And you're wearing the hat today that I think has a lot of sentiment around the programs, the fans, because when Braylon Allen got the ball, he looked pretty good. Yeah. And in this game, I think you could argue that his 18 touches, his only 18 touches in, well, I guess he had three catches too. So 21 touches, Probably not enough considering how thin they are at the running back position and how effective he was and how ineffective the pass game was. Braden Locke averaged four yards per attempt. That's terrible. Even before he was in, injured, Mordecai uh, was at, was averaging, what, 5.3 yards? That's not acceptable. That's not no. good enough. You can't, like, your baseline, baseline needs to be seven to eight yards per attempt. Baseline uh, for uh, for adequate quarterbacking. Well, to, to run this offense. Yeah. To run this offense. And it's just, it's compounded by drops. We had more drops. Again, the drops are criminally frustrating. I mean, we went two for 17 on third downs. I mean, we're, we're in third and long. So they're not met. They're, a, a lot of times you think they're manageable, but they're not. They're third and seven plus a lot of third and tens. Those are, those are not usually, they're lower percentage potential to get a first down especially mm-hmm. when you're averaging 5.3 yards or 4.1 when i see a statistic first off i know what this offense can be it looks like we've seen the plays and when guys are making plays and doing the things you got a couple maybe i don't want to say better guys but when they figure it out this offense could be really dynamic it could be really high scoring but we're not there yet so for me to watch braylon allen get only 18 touches almost five yards per carry. That's criminal to me. Mm-hmm. Like I know you want to throw the ball, but like we have to win games. You can always throw the ball in a football game, but to have it run 18 times to get 21 touches, that's just, to me, that's just not going to cut it for this team right now. You're going to get guys, you're going to recruit 
you know, Ches Malusis, and you're going to have other guys. But we have Braylon Allen. Let's move the football. Especially when you know the passing game is going to struggle because you have a backup in there, because the offensive line wasn't blocking particularly well on pass rush. And now we know Iowa has a great defense, but it's still, again, losing the turnover battle. And to me, I'm going to move a little bit ugly here because special teams was atrocious. Special teams was genuinely atrocious, and you saw what a an elite special teams unit looked like in Iowa. Tory Taylor's been the best punter in the country for a while now for a reason. Average fifth, over 50 yards per punt, six of his 10 punts inside of the 10, including a bunch, sorry, inside the 20, including multiple ones inside the 10, inside the five. That made such a giant difference because it's going to be hard to go 90 yards against Iowa's really good defense, especially when you can't stretch the ball vertically at all down the field in the passing game. And because of that, you know, the defense was often put in a tough place as well. You know, Iowa had much better field position throughout the game, and that was a product of special teams and, you know, some untimely turnovers and, you know, and some penalties, right? Because even, uh, it was like I think it was like the Badgers' first drive in the fourth quarter. There was like 11 minutes left or so. And they have a third and two. It's like been manageable. They've been moving down the field. Oh, what happens? You get a uh, a five yard penalty, third and seven. This team just can't convert third and seven. And you saw, what did you say? Two for nineteen, two for seventeen, two for nineteen, whatever it was. Two for seventeen. It's unacceptable. It's simply unacceptable. And well, it's impossible to win with it's two impossible and seventeen. To win. Right. I mean, they had an opportunity to win with two and seventeen. Multiple, yes, and that's the thing. It's oh. It's so incredibly frustrating and the, the, the three and outs and the four, it just like, oh, it, it, it doesn't feel good. And it's, it's unfortunate. And, you know, this is maybe a big reset. Maybe, you know, we'll see some bigger changes on offense this coming week. I don't know what the answer is. I'm not in there. I'm not in the staff meetings, but it, it, it's got to, it has to be something because whatever this is, this ain't it. Attention athletes, do you want a frictionless and tailored financial planning experience to secure your future? Well, look no further. Introducing Oak Bridge Wealth Management, the premier financial planning firm for professional athletes. Led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, our team provides a unique and comprehensive approach, ensuring your financial success both on and off the field. We understand the unique challenges you face as a professional athlete. From managing cash flow habits to planning major business purchases and navigating complex contracts. That's why we've developed a proven process, working closely with our strategic partners to provide seamless solutions for your unique financial journey. Our services evolve with your career, offering short, mid, and long-term goal setting, portfolio optimization, real estate investments, and more. As you transition to life beyond the field, we support you with career development and philanthropic ventures. But don't just take our word for it. Top NFL players like Chase Boulier, Tyler Biotish, Alec Ingold, and more trust Oak Bridge Wealth Management to guide them towards financial success. Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings says, I really love the work that Chris and the rest of the Oak Bridge group do. I especially like the honesty and transparency when it comes to setting up financial goals and plans that best fit my needs and situation. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. 
Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anicetti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And join the winning team. Granted, I agree with you. I think we are still, fig- I mean, slowly, which is not the way we want this team to go, is slowly figuring it out. I'll give my two, I mean, all bad and terrible and ugly at the same. I think our run fits are terrible. They had 200 yards of rushing. The only touchdown they scored was on a long, big play. So, I mean, if that's that's bad, they, you know, because you it's knew a, they were going to run. That's like but, everyone. But it's in. telling. They ran forty-eight times. Yeah, we ran twenty-eight times. Yeah, that is the you know that's huge. They had two hundred yards rushing. We had one hundred yards rushing. One hundred and four. That's huge. Our run fit is to me we is not good. I would say our tackling is not fantastic. We missed a bunch of tackles on some long plays. Um, and then I would say the O line. I mean, Braden Lock got hit a lot. A lot. And on some of those big plays and some of the turnovers, he got crushed. And I don't think his game is the same as Tanner Mordecai. So we have to figure that out. And I think we've had this, you know, these are the issues we've talked about a lot, right? Special teams, this is kind of new, but that kicker was awesome. But outside of that, you can't get your quarterback killed and you have to stop the run. This is the Big Ten. People are going to run. And our run fit's been off this whole entire time. And we're still tr- – we're in our infancy, I like to say, on offense. None of these things bode well in the Big Ten when you go against a team like Iowa. Right? They're going to stick to their guns and they've practiced it and beat it to a pulp. They're going to do it. And if you don't stop it – I mean, we thought Deacon Hill was going to beat us. The guy had 37 yards throwing. Literally, I could throw a bowling ball that far. In one throw, what are we doing? Stack the box. Stop the run. I, it, you're getting me frustrated, Matt Perkins. Why are you doing this? Oh, okay, sure. Blame me. <laughs> Blame me. I mean, plenty of people do already. It's totally I think fine. We have, I, think, I think we have better guys than what we're seeing on the field. I, this is the first time, and I love all the coaches, I would say that this is, to me, this is more of a coaching. I mean, we have players. Pauling looked good. Green had some great catches. He did. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to be critical of our of our team, although I feel like we're being very critical. But I feel like this is the first one that coaching had really came into effect. Yep, that's what it feels like for me. I mean, you can the the decision to go for it on fourth down on that first drive when they were deep in Iowa territory instead of electing go for the field goal. I get it a little bit. But at the same time, you knew points were going to be at a premium in that game. And here's what my only thing that I don't get is the play looked disjointed. Is that the yes, right word? Because it was the first time all game that Mordecai had come down and was under center. Well, oh, yeah, there's that. And also the first time you saw 14 personnel, the first play like that. I mean, that, to me, don't you don't have to be fancy. Like when we put the jumbo in, we just put two lineman in for tight ends yeah you know like we weren't really changing the wheel here so that that was a little doofy um and i thought you could have just ran a regular play and have braylon allen just get a first down yeah i didn't i did not think you need to get fancy um listen i'm going for that all day you know you have a chance to put seven points on the board 
early when a team you know stinks on offense, you're going to try. That's I, I understand that. And then, you know, even if you don't get it, they're stuck deep in their own territory. I understand that. But at the same time, if, if I don't know, this is all Monday morning fullbacking it, right? You know, <laughs> second, second guessing all the decisions that didn't go the way that we had anticipated. Well, listen, half the stadium, you included, would say you should have kicked the field goal. Half yep. the stadium and a fullback like myself would say you should go for it. Fourth well, and one? In, in my heart, in my offensive lineman heart, I want to go for it. Uh, but now, if, would I say that that's a play I would have went with? I can't say that unless we drilled it over and over and over again. And I was, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. So I can't say, I can't say on from that point, that's what I would have done. Yeah. But right off the bat, I don't think we need to do that. You do go to a regular offense. You know, they're going to blitz dudes. You could have probably ran a real quick zone read and it probably would have done really well. Spread them out. See if they're in the box. I mean, there's just so much you could have done. And yeah. I think, you stick with the things that you're good at already. Mm-hmm. And 14 personnel being under center, we're not that good at that yet. I, at least I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But I think you could have stuck with your guns. If you ran a regular play that got us five yards every time and we got minus one, I'm like, fine. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you could at least justify it. Yep. But I think this is the one time, you know, that's a coaching decision that I won't be upset with going for it. I think the personnel and the play call is something that, you know, if you want to say, hey, so that's where it comes to coaching. I think yep. we're still, you know, we're still figuring out the identity of this team. I think these mm-hmm. guys work hard and they practice hard and they are trying their best to figure out where they fit in the offense and the defense. But it's just going to take time. It's going to take some time and people aren't patient in 2023 with a lot of things. So you know, it is it's it's a tough one. It's a tough pill to swallow. They're at Illinois this coming weeks, who has had their own issues this year. But Brett Bielema was sort of the one who pushed Paul Christ out the door with that. No, he did not. He just won handily. He, handily. Because we lost handily. To Brett Bielema. I think that's yeah, a, but I, it could have been anybody there. I don't do I you think, think that twists the knife extra. It twists do the you knife think extra. It twists it? Yes, because it's your old coach who has gone to a program that has been much worse than you have for 30 years, and they beat the brakes off of them last year. Yes, that it, that makes a huge difference. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll concede this one to you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> as, as I'm conceding the decision to go forward on fourth down to you. Well, that's okay. Um, you have, we can find, we, everybody can find common ground. You have ground. your opinions. You, everyone, everyone has their opinions. But we can all find common ground. We Listen, can all come you know, together. Again, and this is this is n- neither here nor there. But if you have less drops and maybe one or two less penalties, it's really a game. Yeah. But you can't. We can't just say that. But I think run fits are something you practice mm-hmm. and you have to get right. I mean, that long touchdown was a run fit massacre, yep. and then we just missed. I think we might have missed a couple tackles. I mean, that's that's killer. But again, we only let up seven points in the second quarter. In the first half, we let up seven points. Mm-hmm. The problem is we scored zero. Big matzo balls. Can't happen. Not at all. We cannot have that. Dude, it was seven six like going into what the fourth quarter? It was just so brutal I mean it's to it's watch. like a little kid's soccer game. It's like a five year old soccer game. Everyone's just running around chasing the ball. Just kicking. No one knows what the score is. You just say, Yeah, I think it's seven to six. The team with the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, emblem on their helmets. It was brutal. And, you know, but here, here's what I'm mostly scared about. I know we're running out of time. 
it was not nice weather on Saturday. No, it was it raining not. a lot. It stopped raining. It was cold. It was windy. This offense needs to work in – I mean, this is a Big Ten. We're in Wisconsin. This offense needs to work in the worst of the worst um, environment, uh, weather situations. You're playing outdoors in either Wisconsin – in November, in either Wisconsin, Nebraska, Minnesota, or Iowa, or Illinois. Like, it's going to be bad. Any, everywhere. I mean, oh, you're just saying this year, but I'm saying every single year. But I'm so, saying, but especially in November's when they in October, November's when they play right. those more historic matchups, or at least right. they have. I mean, I don't Nebraska's not a historic matchup, but the Big Ten geographically thinks that it's significant. So that's why I thought it would be a ground and pound. That's why I, my hat says run the damn ball because I yeah. literally thought today would be or Saturday, sorry, would have been a run the ball up, down, left, and right because it's a windy cold and wet day it is but uh listen i'm happy to throw the ball i just want to make it feel like we're not always throwing third and tens and it felt like we were in third and ten every time yeah it's not a great place to be in when you don't feel like you have the possibility for explosive plays because there haven't really been a lot of them it's been yeah it's been nickel and diming a lot, which can get fr- like I said, like it gets frustrating as as someone watching. That doesn't mean that it's going to fail in the long run. That doesn't mean that the you know this whole experiment trying to bring proper air raid air raid concepts to the Big Ten is a failure. It means that it was a really crappy outcome against a team that you really feel like you should have beat. Yeah, in the first year of everything changing. Yeah, I, I'm, I, listen, it's it's sucks that we lost, and the way we did is not beautiful like it's very it's really terrible actually but it's unpleasant it's unpleasant but this team's rebuilding we have a god bunch of guys like Braden Locke wasn't on the team last year was he no, no. he's gonna he be the starter next year. he was at Mississippi State right you just looked at me like I was you know dude it's hard to go to Madison and have a brain on Monday you know like it was a great time um but Braden Locke listen he still went 15 for 30 122 yards. I thought he looked good in the bowl game, uh, the spring game. He was good Listen, in the spring game, yeah. He was good in the spring game, yeah. Hold but on, hold on. He he was getting literally demolished. You're going to give him – and his pick, he got killed on that pick. He, he threw it at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, give him a week. Let him practice. Let him get a feel. I mean, he's getting two reps. Two reps, you know what those are? They're like a couple reps of practice. It's not a lot. Let's let him – let's just give him a game to see what can happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I think that, dude, you get thrown in, you're cold, into a game with the high stakes in Camp Randall. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. You're a quarterback in an air raid. It's not that easy. It's not. It's, it's not. not. But, but I'm not making excuses. I'm excited to see how it, done better. how it goes with a week of practice. We'll see what new wrinkles, and this will force. Bill Longo to come up with some new designs, some new wrinkles, some new ideas uh, to cater to the unique strengths that Locke has. So I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm so excited to see the team play next week. I'm so excited about, I still feel like the future is bright. Like this is not, I, I feel like there was a lot of people online who felt this was a complete referendum on Wisconsin that it is going the Luke fickle Phil Longo marriage will fail. I feel like there are also people who were uh, reveling a little too much in the downfall uh, or, or, or the lack of um, success here early, which is strange to see 
but whatever. Either way, uh, we're going to be in it for the long haul burn, no matter what. We no matter what. Listen, I, it's going to be, it's still an exciting season. It's still different for everyone. And I think it's going to take time for people to figure it out. But dude, every day we play a football game is an exciting day. It's true. It's true. Every time we get to be on the podcast together is also an exciting day. Yeah. For and I think that's a perfect place to wrap it up for today. So uh, we will be back later this week, as always. And uh, we thank all of you tuning in wherever you are listening, watching, uh, consuming this, uh, however it is that you please. We thank you for tuning into the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag and Oak Bridge Wealth Management. So uh, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.